So this is Dr. Megan Miller, and I'm without Joe Smith today, but we're going to go ahead and do Wheel Decide Wednesday, aka the recording of the Do Better podcast for today. So I'm going to go ahead and spin the wheel. My computer is going kind of slow, so I'm not sure what that's all about. <laughs> Maybe I have too many things open. <laughs> Oh, the most unique thing you have taught. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be fun. So I'm going to go ahead and do mine for two minutes and 30 seconds. And then, um, Amelia, if you want to share anything on the microphone or in the chat, feel free to chime in. And those of you who are watching on Facebook live, feel free to let us know as well. Um, man. Okay. The most unique thing I've taught. I feel like I mostly teach pretty basic things. I, I do have, it wasn't necessarily that I was teaching it, but I did have a client who used to love um, watching me play. This was when the Wii was popular and they had the different like um, physical fitness things and games and stuff that you could do. And I had a client who really loved watching me do that. So it was like my workout for the day, <laughs> but I wasn't very good at it. And it was so funny. I think he was only like four and he would always tell me, he'd be like, Megan, you need to get better at this. <laughs> Cause I would always just like die. So one of the, the things that came up in that was, um, helping him learn how to navigate that. I wasn't very good at playing video games and like dealing with that. I couldn't like get past the, the level that he wanted me to get past or whatever. Um, and then I also had, um, a situation one time where, um, I had a client who was in like a preschool class where they would sing. And when they would sing, um, he didn't like it. So we were trying to help him learn how to navigate that. So I had to like do some singing during session and my, I was a student at the time, I think. And my supervisor was like, well, maybe he just doesn't like your singing. <laughs> and I was like, that's possible. Cause I'm not very good at singing. Um, but it was an overall thing that we had to help him learn. It wasn't, um, it didn't, it wasn't like aversive from a sound perspective. It was more, um, I don't know what, like he didn't, he wasn't ever really able to explain it to us, but we did help him learn some strategies to either move away from the singing or, um, handle the music. Cause it was anything like if his mom put music on the radio that he didn't choose, it seemed like it was more of a control type thing. Like if he didn't choose it, he didn't want it happening. Um, so we worked on different strategies and ways to express that he didn't like that. But I think those are the two that come up for me. Like most of the things I've done are your, you know, everyday skills that people would want to be, uh, learning. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I've definitely taught a few different things to like parents, um, so that I didn't know I would have to teach, like, um, just breaking treatment plans down and things like that to really low levels and, uh, working on building up more of a routine and a habit. Um, sometimes those, uh, that kind of surprises me, like where, how far I have to break stuff down. But then now I'm a parent and I kind of get it, <laughs> you know, my son's almost six, but, um, there's definitely things where it's like, I know I need to be doing it with him, um, and reminding myself and trying to keep myself on top of it can be kind of tricky. So I definitely get why, uh, I've seen more success when I break down treatment plans a little bit smaller. So, uh, Leslie joined us. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for joining. Um, Amelia or Leslie, did either of you have anything you wanted to share about something unique that you've taught, um, as a behavior analyst or I guess just in life? 
So I, I'm with you. I haven't done a whole lot of really unique types of skills. I mean, we generally teach a lot of the, the same types of skills, but years ago when I first started in the field, um, I, we weren't actually billing ABA services. We were billing functional support services and we would address different challenging behaviors using a lot of the, the ADA principles. And I would take my kids um, to therapeutic horseback riding and we, I would walk next to the horse and we would work on different skills. And I had this one kid who just got so upset when we talked about food. And so we just worked on um, teaching him to talk about food and that talking about food is okay. And um, I'm not sure exactly why. I mean, he was on a feeding tube. So I, that is why, um, and we were working on getting him off the feeding tube, but even just talking about things like veggie tails, um, because it was a food topic, um, he would get really upset about that. And, but in, but he was on board with learning, like this was his, his goal. He wanted to learn to talk about food and, and be okay with it, but it would still just make him very upset. Um, and that was just a really unique situation to be in, but we would only work on it while he was on the horse because for whatever reason that helped him just stay a little bit more centered and, and be able to manage it better. That's awesome that he had you all in like providing a supportive way of addressing something like that, because a lot of people I don't think would have addressed that so nicely. So it's great to hear an example of how to take something that is, you know, um, probably important. And especially since he was on board with it too, and, and help work on it in a way that's not aversive or forcing him to, to work through anything, but it's highly likely you're going to hear people talk about food throughout the day. So definitely a, a good skill to be able to have. Um, Leslie, what about you? Is there anything you wanted to share? Um, no, it's not really, un- no, not really unique. I just, am always surprised at how many steps back I have to go to teach a core skill, you know, we make so many assumptions that things are picked up along the way. And I'm, I'm almost on the daily reminded that, oh, we need to go back and teach, you know, they're not picking that up from observation in the environment. And um, I think sometimes that can be easily forgotten. Um, You know, we teach kids a lot of personal information and this is a recent one that happened. So we taught our learner, you know, how old are you? When's your birthday? Well, then a year passed and he got older and, you know, we mastered it. So we quit teaching it. Right. And then all of a sudden I was like, Hey, how old are you? And he said seven. I'm like, dude, you're nine now, oh. you know? <laughs> so, um, so it's not really unique. Cause I'm sure other people are more uh, aware than I am and teach that every year, but it was like a light bulb moment to me that, you know, some of, some of the things that we master, um, you know, go with us throughout life and we have to reteach. Yep. That's a great point. I've definitely had that come up too, where we have to work on, oh, each year it changes. <laughs> You're a different number now. <laughs> so awesome. All right. Well, uh, I, like I mentioned today would probably be kind of fast because Joe's not here to share too, but, um, we have later tonight for members of the collective, we're doing the weekly meeting with me and it's at seven o'clock tonight. Eastern. And then this weekend we have our first webinar of the year on Saturday at 10 AM Eastern. Um, and I'm super excited about it because we are going to be learning uh, from Melissa about some of the 
ways that they've been using the enhanced choice model from Dr. Hanley and colleagues. So I'm, well, I guess mostly we should, it's not really even, it's Dr. Hanley's student, Ditu, was the one that did most of the work on it. So I should give him the credit. Um, but either way, Melissa is going to be presenting on that at 10 a.m. Eastern. So I hope to see some of you there and I hope to see some of you tonight. Bye everyone.